Welcome to Reset. First off, this is a very big night. I have a wonderful announcement that I'm so excited to announce my new co-host, Sibu Carl Romaine. He is this super amazing person. First off, he is a master coach, he is an author, he is a martial arts world champion of the world, but he's also my partner and co-host on That's our right. show. On our show Reset. On Facebook Live and YouTube. Yeah, so I'm very excited to be here with you. Thank you for being here. But most importantly, he's my dear friend. Yes. So I'm thrilled that you're joining me on this and Reset I'm Radio thrilled show. to be taking this adventure and Reset with you. Yes. I always need a reset. Um, <laughs> but tonight we are having on someone very special to Sifu and very special to the world as his, his talents are extraordinary. His name is Barry Fowler. Barry is just a magnificent man. He really is. I'm so lucky to have him as a mentor and a friend and be able to speak to him as often as I do. So, yes. Yeah. You guys are in for a treat tonight. I'm excited. Yeah. Barry is the founder of the Fowler International Academy of Professional Coaching, but before creating FIA, Barry Fowler was the founder and chairman of the Sylvan Learning Centers and Little Gym as well. Both companies has, have become very, very successful. So this is like an amazing opportunity to have Barry on our show tonight and to talk about Reset. He's going to talk about Reset. Yeah. You know, just being in the educational entrepreneurial space is like a special space to be in, right? Sure. So he's really going to make a big difference to everyone listening out there and really help them in more ways than they can imagine. Absolutely. So welcome to the show, Barry. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Jackie and Sifu. Thank you both for inviting me. Congratulations on Reset. This is yeah, going to be you. exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm just honored to have you on the show. So thank you for <laughs> taking the time. Oh my goodness. Well, it's my pleasure. So would you tell our audience a little bit of your background? So they have a history of you and all you've done. I mean, you've really been a world changer. Well, I thank you for that. Um, do you want me to start way back when? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And I'll start by sharing a secret with you that I kept for years and years. Oh, I love secrets. Yeah, I, and this is one that, uh, this is a true secret too. Okay. I managed to fool my way through elementary school, junior high school, high school, and all the way into college without learning how to read. <laughs> I mean, I was a really good listener and a nice kid. So I just got shuffled through the system. And it wasn't until when I finally showed up for college that things started falling apart because I didn't have the skills to keep up with the rest of the students. Mm -hmm. So as excited as I was to be in college, uh, it was a nightmare. I would go to school for a semester. My grades were just horrible. Um, and I'd quit for a semester, go off and do something else. And surprisingly, I was always successful in the real world. But I grew up in a family that it was just taken for granted. You go to college and, you know, build a career. So here was... Do you think that happens quite often? Oh, my goodness. It happens all the time. Like Oh, my. I have so many stories from CEOs of companies that, well, after I, I speak, a lot of times when I speak, I share the secret. And I have folks that are running big companies come up and say, Barry, you know, I still don't know how to read very well. Wow. So, so it happens all the time. And some of us are very lucky. Well, finally, when I was right before my 25th birthday, um, I went back to school for the fifth and final time. Now I had amassed about two years worth of college credit with a chest below C average. Mm -hmm. And I had tried selling life insurance um, during one of the periods that I had quit school. And that was not fun for me and it motivated me back <laughs> to school for the final time <laughs> and I went to this small private college in Orange California called Chapman University mm -hmm. and I talked my way in even though I had such a low grade point average and um, 
I noticed, you know, you get a little brochure when you go to college and it lists all the classes available. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the classes available for incoming freshmen was a speed reading class. And I remember thinking, gosh, maybe I should take this speed reading. I could learn how to read faster and keep up. Mm -hmm. I signed up for the speed reading class and it was a non-credit class. And I was older, I was almost 25, just right before my 25th birthday. And the woman that was teaching her class had just finished her master's and we were the same age. And we got to be kind of friends right off the bat. So I'm taking this speed reading class and about the third meeting, we met twice a week, she pulled me aside. She said, Bear, can I talk to you just for a second? And I said, well, sure, what's, what's going on? And she said, you know, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but speed reading is not what you need. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, she's going to tell me I'm just not cut out for college. But you know what she told me? She said, you know, after working with you the past couple of weeks, I've come to learn that you've really missed out on some very basic concepts in reading. And so rather than try to increase your reading rate, I'll tell you what let's do. Give me a chance to do some testing and really drill down and find out where the skills are that you have and where the holes are. And then I can prescribe a course of action that I promise will make a big difference to you. Will you let me do that? And I said, well, yeah, that sounds, that sounds reasonable to me. And it changed my life. I mean, I went from a below C average student to straight A's through the rest of undergraduate and graduate school. It was like somebody flipped the light switch for me. It was truly life-changing. And because of that, because it was so amazing for me, I had to become a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like my calling. And so I did. And I taught in uh, private, in the private, in the public schools in Anaheim, California. I taught at Sycamore Junior High School. And I worked with kids that were uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, or once in a while, 16, but junior high school kids. Mm -hmm. and, and as I, I mean, I just loved teaching. I mean, I absolutely loved it. But about in those days, about 25% of the kids in my classroom reminded me of me when I was their age. They were kind of fooling their way through school. Mm -hmm. and they didn't know how to read very well. And I didn't have the time, the tools, or the budget to give them the kind of individualized attention that I finally got when I was 25 years old. Sure. sure. So I started thinking about as much as I love teaching, the other thing was I, I made more money in the summertime doing caricatures of tourists mm -hmm. than I did the whole teaching year. Right. The teaching was almost like a 10-month hobby for me in terms of economic rewards. So one Christmas vacation, I had just turned 31 years old. And, you know, I don't know about you guys, but the zeros are fun. They're milestones. You know, they're fun. The yeah. One, the one suck. <laughs> start peeling the days off the calendar. So, anyway, here I am. I'm 31. Just turned 31, December 4th. I'm on my uh, winter holiday. And like almost every other teacher, I'm sick. <laughs> I have yeah. the flu because I'm surrounded by 200 kids every day. And they, you know, they're sharing everything with you. So almost every break, you're sick because you're too busy to be sick before. So I'm feeling crummy. I'm feeling, you know, disillusioned. I'm not reaching as many kids as I want. I'm certainly not making enough money here of what I really would like to make some money. And my mom had given me this little book, and it was called 10 Young Millionaires. And it was about 10 people that had a really good idea, and they started their own company, and they all became millionaires before their 40th birthday. 
So here I'm laying on my couch, you know, and I've got my Kleenex and my over-the-counter cold medicine and stuff. And I'm reading this book and I have this epiphany. I have this great idea. I know what I want to do. And I believe that now parents are better informed they ever than they were ever before. And I thought, you know what? I think they're willing to pay for outside help for their kids. And on the other hand, there are hundreds of thousands of teachers just like me who love kids. They love teaching, but they're frustrated because their economic future is pretty limited. So I came up with the idea of starting Sylvan Learning Centers. And um, it, it just, I, I became so excited about it that I actually went to my principal's office the day after uh, the holiday was over, the first day back after the Christmas break. And I walked to his office and I said, I'm quitting at the semester. I'm going to go off. I'm going to start a learning center. I'm going to prove it's successful and I'm going to franchise it all over the country. It's I'm sure he was enthusiastic and excited for you, right? <laughs> he looked at me and he said, Barry, I don't know what you did over the break, but some screws come loose, you know. <laughs> anyway, he is a great guy. And so he wished me all the luck in the world. And I did. I quit at the end of January when the semester came. And I spent a year in research and development to put together a, a system of teaching these kids and then also a system of teaching other teachers how to teach the kids so we'd get great growth. And so my first objective when I opened my first Sylvan Learning Center in February of 1979 was to prove that I could actually get great growth from the kids and then prove that I could make money doing it. And then I, once I did that, I could start franchising. And I did. And so in, in September of 1980, I sold my first Sylvan franchise to the assistant superintendent of the Portland, Oregon public schools. Wow. <laughs> I, moved. I had moved up to Portland. And I remember thinking, this is a good start. Uh, I sold my second franchise within three weeks after that. And I was off and running. And we just continued to grow. And I'm proud to say that there's over 900 Sylvan Learning Centers around the country and around the world. And millions and millions of kids have had their lives changed for the better because of the Sylvan experience. So it's something I'm really proud of. I love it. You know, that, was, that teacher was your reset. Oh, my goodness. I know it. Yeah, she yeah. was amazing. In fact, a few years ago, Time Magazine was going to do an article um, about me and, and, and her. And so we went to find her, and unfortunately, she passed away. And she's Aww. just young like me. Well, <laughs> when I was young, she was young like me. <laughs> <laughs> You're so young, Mary. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. But that was, you know, I always say resets a lot of times divine appointments happen yep. and the reset happens. Yes. And your yeah. life is forever changed. Well, it was, yeah, it was, it was the perfect reset for me. And then it's continued on because one of the reasons Sylvan is so successful in working with kids, and these are kids that typically are not real excited about school because they just haven't struggled to keep up. Sure. But one of the reasons we're so effective is there are a lot of coaching that takes place when we're working with kids. And so much of the battle and the success that we've had with kids, or we can, they continue to have, I'm still a huge cheerleader, but mm. so much of that is to help that student build self-esteem and confidence. And so there's lots of coaching that goes on. And besides that coaching, 
I would coach my franchisees that were mostly classroom teachers that had never operated their own business. I would coach them to launch and grow a successful Sylvan Center. And then later, how do you balance that crazy life of an entrepreneur business owner with you know your personal life as well? So was that, was that was that how you created the FIA coaching system? Was it from those days? Absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, I continued using it. Um, you know, the same thing when we did the little gym, and then um, and then finally, I kind of figured out when I retired. I tried retirement several times. It just doesn't really stick with. Me. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me not, it drives my wife really crazy, but it drives me crazy too. But anyhow, um, well, friends of mine said, "Well, Barry, you should write a book." And so I put together, you know, some notes and started working on a book, and 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 kind of discovered that you know the system that I have that I've used to coach kids and adults um, in in my franchise companies really works for anybody mm -hmm. um, for, with any kind of need. And so a little over eight years ago, um, I put together a, a program to train and certify coaches. And I was, I was the first to offer uh, live online classes and meetings very much like this. And so we tried to make it as convenient and as affordable as possible. So lots of really nice people could become coaches and get out and change the lives of other folks, give other people a chance to reset. And I've had the opportunity to go through your system in, on many different levels and become a master coach through your system. And last year we started developing a program called HOPE. Can you tell everybody about HOPE? Because HOPE is an amazing opportunity for people to reset their lives and it just ties in with so many things that we mm -hmm. actually believe about so well i do and you are so much a part of the hope reset too for a couple of years my wife ann and i had been talking about how could we provide coaching to people who probably can't afford a coach. Yeah. We really need a coach. And how could we provide that in communities to not only help individuals strengthen and succeed, but help communities prosper and succeed as well? And so it's been germinating for almost two years when Sifu and I started talking about it. And it was, it was your encouragement, my friend. Thank you. Um, and your enthusiasm that kind of got us on a restart or a start <laughs> that we really wanted to do. Yeah. And so hope, as you know, Sifu, and I'm sure Jackie, you probably heard about it, yeah. is, a, is, a, is an initiative, the Hope Community Coaching Initiative, to provide scholarships to big-hearted people who have a genuine desire to help others. And our, we're determined to provide at least a thousand coach training scholarships during the 2017 year. Wow. Yeah. Is this a global initiative or is this national? Actually, it is global because okay. I, we've, we've been teaching our course in Russian and in Spanish besides English, and, um, and, and it's taken off there as well. So, Barry, can you share with everyone what some of the requirements are to become a Hope Community Coach? The biggest, number one, is a genuine desire to help others, you know, and it's, we're looking for people with big hearts that want to give back. And, and, and that's mainly, that's the number one thing. We've been teaching, and we, we've trained almost 7,000 professional coaches all over the world. We have coaches coaching on six continents. <laughs> and they're out there changing thousands of lives for the better every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's been our 
certified professional coach program. And we still offer that for folks who want to create a career in coaching and grow a business and, you know, make money coaching. The whole coaching initiative is different in the sense that we really are looking for people whose number one desire is to help their communities prosper and excel by coaching clients, by providing cost-free coaching to people who need it. And there are lots and lots of examples of folks who need it, as you can, as you can well imagine. I'm yeah. sure. now you, you give away a partial scholarship. Why partial? You know, over the years, I mean, ever since my Sylvan days, I've learned a very important lesson. And that is that people need to have skin in the game. They need mm -hmm. to have And I've given away lots of full scholarships um, in multiple ventures that I've been involved in. And I've always been so disappointed um, with the recipients because it didn't have the same value mm -hmm. as somebody who actually had a commitment, made a commitment. And we, you know, we talked about uh, Sifu, as you well know, we talked about how do we structure this as a nonprofit maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And the more we thought about it, the more we thought we don't really need to do that. Ann and I, are in a wonderful position in our lives to be able to fund the growth of hope ourselves. And it's something that we're committed to. Um, in fact, we were laughing the other night. We've been so committed to hope. It's at the detriment of our for-profit kind of focus. <laughs> so hope is not a nonprofit. It's a self-funding initiative. Um, which, as I mentioned, we're gonna, we want to give away over a thousand scholarships this year. And, and we're, we're, we're so excited to be able to do it. And the other thing is, one of the reasons we didn't become a nonprofit is we, we want to support all the great nonprofits that are already working in these communities. We don't want to compete with them for money. Yeah. And as I say, we're fortunate we have, we have enough funding on our own to be able to launch it and grow it. And there's so many challenges today in so many communities. I mean, everywhere you turn, you hear about how we need to have a conversation and, you know, we need to do this. But, but, but this is a real step forward, yes? Yeah, a conversation is nice, I'm sure. And we've been hearing about that for years. But this is a lot more than a conversation. This is action. This is truly taking action and jumping in and giving great service, new opportunities, restarts mm -hmm. for folks who are alienated or feel left out or alone. And it could be like the single mom who's 17 years old trying to raise two kids and just get by from day to day who could benefit by having a coach in her corner. It could be the, the 74 year old gentleman who lost his wife of 50 years and he's feeling alone and lost and kind of at wit's end and almost useless. Yeah. It could be uh, one of the first alert uh, providers or the people that run the local uh, homeless shelter that could deserve coaching to help them stay motivated and mm -hmm. focused. So it's not just for, for, for the individuals that need it, and that's our main focus, but it's also for the great people that work within communities and support uh, initiatives. And so lots and lots of folks from lots of different nonprofits um, have come to us. Lots of people uh, in the clergy, ministers and deacons and folks mm -hmm. who are involved in their local church or synagogue or mosque come to us for scholarships so they can reach out to the community that they're involved in and help in their own way make things better. Now, how are, how are you finding the Hope Coaches? Or It sounds like they're finding you without you needing to find them. 
Well, I wish that was true. <laughs> you know, I've, what was, what's been interesting for us is that um, word of mouth is getting better and better the more coaches that we, you know, and scholarships that we provide. But, you know, we want to do a 1,000 coaches this year just under hope. And so we've actually started advertising. Hope, and as I say, in the detriment to my other courses, <laughs> um, and we're we're offering people that you know that even people that want to become our certified professional coaches or our certified business or master business coaches, executive leadership coaches, if they will sign an agreement to promise to coach at least five people in their community for free, we even give them a little bit of a scholarship too. Oh, that's awesome. nice. Yeah. So what obligations do coaches have to people and to hope and to have hope really? I mean, well, yeah, excellent question, Jackie. Thanks. Thank the you. first obligation <laughs> is they need, they need to master our coaching system. Okay. And it's really easy. It's a, we have a self-directed home study course where, that I teach through videos. And they actually, as they go through this course, they learn the skills and, and master the tools of coaching. And they actually put it right into practice. And they do lots of coaching as they go through this program. It takes them only about 14 hours. So their first obligation is to learn the system. And so we have a couple of checkpoints, um, a little homework, and a final exam that, that you know allows us to know that we provided that student with the information they need to be a great community coach. And so that's their first obligation, you know, go through the course and successfully pass the course. The next obligation is simple. Go out and coach at least five individuals or people within an organization without cost, people that are going to benefit and, uh, and benefit themselves and their community. And that's all, that's all the obligation they have. Can you tell us about the chapter leaders? Because we understand there's some leadership roles or oh leadership roles. And we yeah. have some great ones. Tommy Norman, I know, has yep. been a phenomenal great chapter leader for us. So. Yeah, and I, you know, one of the great things about coaching in general is we just attract the nicest people in the world anyway. And a lot of the folks that come to us um, are so motivated and so excited that they want to get even more involved in their community. And we have an opportunity, we call it a community leader, chapter leader. And these folks join us and they are kind of the front line in their community to help us spread the word about scholarship opportunities, to identify folks that would be great community coaches, to speak to organizations whose, um, whose, whose employees or staff or team may be interested in joining the HOPE initiative and coaching through the whole organization. And so the chapter leaders um, can really get involved. And there's a little bit of reward for them to, to actually do that. But the biggest reward is intrinsic. And that's, the, you know, that you're going to reach out and touch hundreds and hundreds of people in your community and make things better. You're going to leave a legacy that goes far beyond any one of us. And just our, our vision is it just keeps on going. So who should they contact? How can they reach out to you? If somebody's listening and they want to be part of the Hope Community Coaching Program or initiative, who should they reach out to? Um, they can, two ways. They can call us at an 800 number, and it's simple. It's 888-314-0114. Or they can send us an email to hope, H-O-P-E, at 
FIACoaching.com and just express an interest. Um, the other way, a very easy way, is going to FIACoaching.com to our home page. And right on the home page, you can click on our Hope Community Coaching Initiative. And that's F like Frank, I like information, A like Albert. Coaching.com, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. Now, what, what advice would you give somebody who's interested in becoming a coach? I would say follow your heart. I mean, if it's in your heart to become a coach, there's, it's so easy to do. And I would say, you know, I can't think of anything better to do every single day. I mean, every day is a brand new adventure. And every day you see success. It's the most positive vocation or career that I've ever been involved in. And I've been really lucky in my life to be involved in lots of really positive things. Mm -hmm. But this is such a great way to spend your day. And it's a great career. I mean, it's a, it's a growing career, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Coaching the, the profession itself has been growing, <clears throat> especially over the last decade, but there's still such room to grow. I just read some research that tells us that there are, in North America, about 17,500 certified coaches. And that might sound like a really big number, you know, 17,500 coaches. Mm -hmm. However, when you compare that number with the number of folks who are counselors and therapists and psychologists, you know what that number is? 600,000. Wow. 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 Big difference, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so coaching is still in its infancy and it's really kind of becoming the perfect alternative to therapy or, you know, counseling. It's, it's so positive. And so many people, they don't want to go back and drag old baggage. and They really don't need therapy, you know, many, many folks. They just need a restart. So, so what are you coaching for? Because that, I mean, that brings up yes. a great point, right? Well, yes. And I think our audience maybe would want to also know, like, what's the difference between coaching and therapy? I know that's like a very like very basic question. question. Oh, no, no. It's a perfect, it's an excellent yeah. question. It's the perfect question. And it's a very important question because there is a huge difference. Well, a therapist is trained to, or a psychologist or counselors even, um, are trained to help their clients and they may go back to past experiences to determine why things are the way they are today. Mm -hmm. And they provide advice and information and, um, and they do a great job. And I, you know, they do an excellent job. Coaching on the other hand is all about the future and looking towards moving forward towards accomplishing goals and objectives and living the life that so many of us dream about. And it's really three things. And I know, I know Sifu mentioned these uh, on, a, on a video that I just saw recently. Oh, show with Diane, right? Yeah. You've been watching that. Thank you for being a fan of our show. Yeah, I am you. a fan of show absolutely and and but but it's it's so simple yet profound mm. and, and the three things the keys to success are the dreams that we have the vision that we can create the plans that we make and the actions we take it's so simple mm -hmm. and that's what coaches do they don't provide advice they don't provide therapy Coaching is all about asking questions. So to be an excellent coach, you don't have to have the answers. In fact, we don't have the answers. Our clients <laughs> have the answers. It's all about having the great questions to be able to help our clients remain motivated and focused and moving towards their dreams by making very detailed, well-articulated plans and then we as coaches 
beside them, stand beside them, and keep them focused and motivated in taking all the action steps necessary to put their plan into effect and to achieve their dreams. So it's, I can get kind of sappy about it, you know. It's it's such a great thing to do. And it's such a nice thing to have to receive too. And it's exciting because you always hear that the answers do lie inside of us. If we just take a minute to sit quiet and listen, learn ourselves. That is part of the reset. Yeah. You know, right? learning how to listen to yourself and find the answers so you can live your unique divine purpose that you're and I, to do. Exactly. And I think yeah. that's what we as coaches help people listen to themselves better by yeah. asking questions that, that, that are not just coming through the ears, they're coming through the soul almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Now, what would you say to somebody who is going through a reset and needs a coach? What criteria should they look for? I mean, because I would think that, you know, for me personally, I would want a coach that would identify to certain things that are important to me. You know, uh, yeah. health, my faith. Yeah. I'm a woman, so maybe I'm a little more emotional, you yeah. know. <laughs> I'm pretty emotional when I'm a guy. <laughs> but I, I know what you mean. And those are, you know, once again, these are excellent questions because as we look for a coach for ourselves, um, I think, first of all, I would want somebody that I know, in fact, knows how to coach. I mean, that would be really important. Unfortunately, <laughs> because coaching has become very, very popular. Mm-hmm. everybody and his cousin in some cases have decided, oh, I'm going to be a coach and I'm going to coach. Yeah. Yet they have no idea what coaching's about. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, these folks are out there under the umbrella of I'm a coach, but they're just providing advice. And sometimes it's mediocre. Sometimes it's not good. And sometimes it might be good, but it's not coaching. So, When you're looking for a coach, you want to be sure you find a coach that actually knows how to coach, has been trained to be a coach, and understand that coaching is not telling you what to do. It's helping you develop your directions by asking great questions and being totally uh, zeroed in to your desires and your needs. And somebody that you feel comfortable that would be uh, there for you to help you stay motivated and focused. Mm-hmm. And so, so you know, we, we have, as I mentioned, we've trained over 7,000 coaches or knocking on the door of 7,000. So if somebody and, wanted to find a coach, could they reach out to your organization? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can, you can go to our website, send us an email, call our 800 number. But there's another place where you might go too. Um, and it's, it's called iCoachInternational.org. And that's a website where folks can find um, s- some coaches as well. And uh, those are those we put together that site specifically to uh, help great people find great coaches. But I have to say there are lots of great coaches that probably haven't been through my program, unfortunately, but so many other programs. There are really some good coach training programs. Um, We have our niche of being very affordable and effective, and people from other programs come through ours because of the coaching system that we we provide. But uh, the main thing is to be sure like Jackie, that you're connected, you have a connection. And any really good coach is going to provide you with a free consultation. So you could make an informed decision, is this person the right coach for me? Well, and you have over a third of the coaches in the world. If there's 17,000 in the country, you've, you've 
you know, you've taught over a third of them. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, we're, we're really proud of, of that. Yeah. Actually, in the world, there are about 53,000 in the whole world. However, we've taught over, you know, one in 10 coaches in the world uses our coaching system and we're we're very proud of that i'm telling that's amazing yeah yeah i mean and i think a lot of the reasons we probably need coaches is because we as people don't ask the right questions for some reason we don't ask enough questions so then you end up with that coach who may be trained through their cousin's mother from another sister and a brother. They're really, they're like, don't even know what they're talking about. They're giving advice. Yeah, they're giving advice. Uh, the oh, you know what, though, Jackie? That's funny that you might mention that because the people that become coaches tend to be kind of their, their, their network's go-to person. And so a lot of them have really kind of coached without going through any formal training. Mm -hmm. And they really blossom when they go through and pick up these techniques and tools that are so easy to learn and implement. And so it's those folks, you know, the, the, the mother, the grandmother, the, sure. the retired, you know, business person that have world experience and they're kind of the go-to person that everybody yeah. respects and loves. Those are the people that make the best coaches. Of Mary, you brought up a very interesting yeah. point as well, you know, cause I know we talked about uh, the second act for some people, like after mm -hmm. they retired that coaching seems to be a great opportunity for them. Can you talk a little bit about that? The baby boomers, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. In fact, I wrote a little ebook about it. Why baby yeah. boomers make great coaches. And it is, you know, it is the perfect time to become a coach. We have learned through our years that I'm a very proud baby boomer. We've learned, I hope, and most of us, I think, to be more tolerant. Mm -hmm. to to look at things not black and white, but there are lots of gray areas. Oh yeah. We, we've we've been fortunate enough to have many different experiences. We probably have more patience because mm -hmm. you know, we've developed that skill over the years. Yeah. And as we start looking at the kind of winter of our lives, we also think about, wouldn't it be nice to leave this world a little bit better because I was here? And so it's a chance for us to leave a great legacy and reach out and help people change their lives. And it keeps us totally stimulated and excited and I was just reading an article about, uh, you know, I've gotten old enough to where I fall into, I hate to even say it out loud, the elderly category. Oh, you get a movie, movie discount. <laughs> I, I, I said, I've been taking advantage of that. For a while, but now I'm in the elderly category. Oh, no. Um, and I was reading an article um, just, just, uh, just uh, an hour ago about how important it is for us to keep our minds stimulated. Mm -hmm. Which for me, I totally get it because one time after I sold Sylvan, my goal when I started, so remember I read that book, The 10 Young Millionaire. My, guess what my goal was? To be retired at 40, right? Financially <laughs> independent by the time I was 40. Yeah. I sold Sylvan when I was 39. Wow. And I retired when I was 40. Mm -hmm. And I took five years off and I was a complete bum. And we traveled all over the world. We, I, I'm a boat nut, so we did lots and lots of cruising and sailing. And the last year of my retirement, we ended up living in Maui and wow. in paradise. <laughs> and we had this gorgeous, beautiful house that overlooked all of Kanapali and golf course. We were on the golf course, overlooked all the ocean and the hotels. And it was spectacular. I played golf every day and went to the beach with the kids. and It was just great. However, 
my mind, I was started to worry. First of all, my wife is going nuts. She said, hey, pal, you know, you got to go back to work because you're driving me nuts. But also, my mind, I started worrying about my mind. My, I felt my brain was starting to atrophy. And, and, and so I did. I got another project, a little gym, and got, got that launched and rolled along. And so, so this article talked about if we keep our minds stimulated, especially as we get more mature, mm-hmm. even elderly, mm-hmm. that we have a really good chance of not, you know, kind of moving backwards and losing some of our brain and cerebral power. Sure. And what better way to keep your brain active and stimulated than talking to really nice people every single day. And these clients, the clients are so appreciative of having us as coaches. I mean, you see successes. We we typically meet with our clients once a week for about an hour, 40 minutes to 60 minutes. And, Every single week you see some success that you can celebrate with the client. Yeah. It's just phenomenal. It's such a positive thing to do. It keeps you mentally stimulated and it keeps your your you're you connected to a purpose, a life purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well we've seen yeah. it with Diane Carbo for sure. I sure. mean the change in her is unbelievable what Sifu is doing with her. I spoke to her today and she's so excited. She just keep camp she's saying how everyone around her is talking about the yeah. transformation they see in her. It's yeah. amazing though, like you really can see the light in her. Yep. From the first show to now. And her makeup's not any different. It's not like she colored her hair. Yeah, you know, like, four weeks in. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yes. Now, it's, I see it all the time. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we start wrapping up, what advice would you give somebody that is going through a reset? Now, you've worked with thousands and thousands of people now in your lifetime doing coaching and training these coaches. What are some fundamental keys that people should think about that need a reset? I mean, because this is what it's all about. You know, we have different seasons in our life, and you might have a reset at 30 because maybe you get a divorce, or maybe your spouse dies, God forbid. And then you have to reset at 50 because maybe you are lucky enough to retire, or maybe you get cancer, but you're okay now. You've got to figure it out. Yeah. What are some things that people should just really identify with to reset? Well, I think you said it and, and really well that there are multiple resets that mm-hmm. we can take advantage of. And I often think of, and this, you may be way too young for this as well, but there was a movie called City Slickers. Do you ever remember that movie? Right. Seafood guys. <laughs> I'll go right. <laughs> anyway, in this cute movie. I've always like I hope I've seen that before. In this in this cute movie, this guy was having kind of this forty year midlife, you know, crisis. Billy Crystal, right? Yeah, yeah, Billy Crystal, exactly. So he goes off with two of his buddies to this dude ranch, and they're New York City boys. So you know, this is a huge adventure for them but one of the other characters had um, just lost his job he lost his wife which in this case based on the way they depicted the wife was a really good thing (laughs) but you know and he lost his job and and he was feeling horrible and just really down and just i'm truly on the verge of probably calling it quits when billy crystal's character sat down with him and he said you know do you remember when we were kids and we'd be playing baseball and somebody would we'd want to strike out but one of our other friends would say hey give him a do-over and the guy said yeah i remember that and he said well that's exactly where you are in your life Mm. you have a do-over wow from this moment on you don't have to think about back. Think about all the great opportunities in the future. 
And that's what coaching is all about. So if somebody's contemplating a reset, mm -hmm. I only have just two words, three, three, three words. For okay. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. Don't hesitate. Do it. Because it's going to change everything for the better. And, and I love the idea you know. of coaching because I love how you say, and you say it, Sifu, you don't get stuck in the past. You need to be in the present and in the future. Exactly. And then you don't like think about all those horrible things. You can think about like, hey, I want to go to the beach in six <laughs> weeks. Hey, I want to do this, you know, whatever exactly. it is. Yeah. It's yeah. an easier way to like stay in your head, I would say. It's a better way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's really the only way we should stay in our heads, you know, leave yeah. us behind and just be, I was just reading another article, a friend of mine and one of my master coaches sent to me and it was all about when you're feeling down or if things aren't going the way they should, um, just be grateful. Just be grateful. And it's, I mean, it's truly, you, you know, when you want to reset, just think of all the things you're grateful for and think of all the grateful things in the future. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you. That's awesome. Hey, Barry, one more time for people who want to find you in FIA. Uh, share the number with us first and then the website, please. I'm happy to do that, my friend. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. Our 800 number is 888-314-0114. And our website is fiacoaching.com. Thank you so much, Barry. Thank you for this wonderful interview, for being so generous with your spirit and your time. And it was awesome. Hey, listen, congratulations once again on your show. Thank you. Uh, Thank I know it's, you. It's going to be so meaningful for folks, and I'm truly honored to be uh, one of your early guests on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for our audience, Thank you so much for listening. We want to make sure you follow Mr. Barry Fowler and his institute and Sifu Carl Romain. And don't forget, resets are fundamental for living the life you deserve. Thank you. So invest in you because you deserve it. That's right, Jackie. Thank you. So thanks for joining us tonight on Reset, and we will see you next week. Good night.